lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here today. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre here with me as well. 888-900-3393 is the number to Blaze TV radio and podcast. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. I want to let you know if you're emailing the show. We've gotten more emails this week than we have at any point in my career. Uh, and so I'm, I've, I've tried, as the show has grown, it's gotten harder over the last few years to respond to as many people personally as I can. But um, I'm trying to keep up. So uh, I, I just ask for a little bit of patience, but thank you uh, to, to many of you, uh, well, all of you who are interacting with us and many of you that are encouraging us to continue asking the critical questions on this show. You can also follow us on Twitter, for now, anyway, uh, at Steve Dace Show. Like us on Facebook. Well, try liking us there, where we're shadow banned, apparently, into perpetuity. I'm guessing the shows you did in the last week probably won't help the shadow ban at all, I'm guessing. Probably over there at uh, Facebook, uh, they're like, see, we told you that. That's, that's why we were doing this last year. We knew he was going to go there. <laughs> You can also get clips of this show that you can sample and share, youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Buy, sell, or hold is coming your way a little bit later on, as is our weekly profit of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. You could, we're on brand for Daniel right now. There's no way with what's going on in the country. Um, He couldn't be with us last week. I can promise you this week. It wouldn't matter what he had to do. He was going to be on the show this week. I mean, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is his finest hour. Uh, given what's going on right now. This is right in his wheelhouse. We're going to talk to him, Daniel Horowitz, coming up later in the show. Before we get to Aaron's montage, though, you know, this is one of the partners we have on our program, ExpressVPN. But this is more than a commercial right now, given how many of us are now at home and how much we're going to be online and sharing information right now. And what we've seen in recent years from how that information's been acquired, how it has been, uh, how we've been spied on, frankly, and how our, our data is getting sold off. Man, uh, this is really, if you've, never, if you've never looked at ExpressVPN before, this, this would be a good time, all right? Um, you don't want them using your email metadata, your web histories, your video searches against you. Okay, so we've got uh, ExpressVPN on all of my devices, and I would urge you to take a look at this right now. It has 100% encryption of your data to keep you safe from hackers and those internet bad guys, and it's not complicated either to install. I mean, when I installed mine about a year ago, it, it took 10 minutes to put it on every single one of my devices, uh, it, it, and you can activate it, deactivate it with just one tap uh, on your phone, on your PC, on your laptop, on your iPad, whichever uh, device you have it on, all right? So protect your information with ExpressVPN. And you can get right now, you can find out how to get three months for free if you go to expressvpn.com slash Steve. That's three months for free with a one-year package at expressvpn.com slash Steve. expressvpn.com slash Steve. And now here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away? Brought to you by yet another coronavirus task force update. I've always known this is a this is a real this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. We're asking the younger generations to stop going out in public places to bars and restaurants and spreading asymptomatic virus onto countertops and knobs and grocery stores and grocery carts. The payroll tax holiday would get people money over the next six to eight months. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. And what we've heard from hardworking Americans, many companies have now shown down, whether it's bars or restaurants, Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. About 6,500 cases of the Wuhan coronavirus have been confirmed in the United States, with 114 deaths attributed to the disease. According to the New York Times, projections and simulations of the virus spread made by the Imperial College of London are the basis for the United States and the UK's response to the pandemic. The paper, now published, recommends the practice of so-called social distancing for a period of 18 months until a vaccine is developed and produced, at which point entire populations should be inoculated in order to stop the disease. So that's cool. The Philadelphia Police Department has instructed its officers to stop making arrests for all theft, narcotics offenses, and prostitution due to virus concerns. Yesterday, the state of Kansas became the first state to close schools for the rest of the academic year. President Trump announced this morning he's closing the border with Canada to non-essential travel. CBS funny guy Stephen Colbert still wants you to know that you're racist for calling the Wuhan coronavirus the Wuhan coronavirus. I think it's a very accurate term. No, it's not. It's a very racist term. If you care so much about naming things where they came from, then call it bat bite fever. Actress Vanessa Hudgens faced some pretty sharp backlash for these comments. But like, it's a virus. I get it. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, like, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die. It's just terrible. But like, inevitable? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Moving on, Joe Biden won primary contests in Florida, Illinois, and Arizona last night. Turnout in the Florida Democratic primary was actually higher than in 2016. According to the Associated Press, Joe Biden now leads Bernie Sanders' 1,153 delegates to 861. According to Fox News, Bernie Sanders will be spending the next several weeks assessing the future of his campaign. And now for a small roundup of not-so-bad news. Researchers at the Cleveland Clinic have developed a test for COVID-19 that produces results in hours instead of days. South Korea has seen a fairly steady drop in cases and life is starting to return to normal there with its basketball league slated to resume play in the near future. Cases of those who have recovered from coronavirus in the U.S. is increasing every day and researchers have discovered that plasma from those who've recovered from the Wuhan coronavirus can treat others currently infected. And finally, Cuomo on Cuomo crime. Try saying that five times really fast. I don't like the word curfew. Dad tried to have a curfew for me. I never got past the resentment, but uh, I do believe you'll see the least more of your tightening problems, if the numbers way. don't slow. Your problems with the curfew. It's the least of your well, problems, just so you know. I never fight. You violated the curfew all the time. Caused much pain, but that's a different story. I don't believe in rules. Governor Andrew Cuomo, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the I show. I love you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I know you're working hard for your state, but no matter how hard you're working, there's always time to call mom. She wants to hear from you. Just so you know. 
Yeah, I called mom. I called mom just before I came on the show. Not what By she the said. way, she said I was her favorite. She never said Good that. news is she said you were her second favorite. Second favorite son, no. Christopher. We both know neither of us are mom's first or second favorite in the family. I can't believe you're lying to my audience. You've blown the credibility of the entire interview. I should have ended it before. And that's what happened? Well, we were away. So I want to say this first. And I, I and and I think for right now it's the most important thing to say. Take the precautions being urged seriously. All right? Practice good hygiene. Wash your hands. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Practice good hygiene, not just with your body, but with your home. And the devices that you utilize, whether they're tools in the yard or your vehicle or, uh, or anything that, that you frequently come into contact with. Just in case. And the worst case scenario is we're all a lot cleaner. If in the end, we didn't have to go this far, but we follow the precautions anyway. The worst case scenario is by following those health precautions. We're healthier and cleaner. Nothing wrong with that. Because I, I think that the, the virus is separate from the larger worldview conversation happening right now. And the virus is serious. Thousands of people have died. Some of our countrymen have died already. Thousands of people are in critical care around the world. <clears throat> and, and while those people are not our neighbors in a community sense, my worldview says the whole world is my neighbor. And those are people made in the image of God every bit as much as any of us are. And they had loved ones and families that will miss them terribly. And like every unique soul put on this earth, they're irreplaceable. So I think that that, that needs to be said first and foremost. And there's never been a time on this program that we have not affirmed the taking of these basic precautions. Even when I was the most cynical about the freakout, I was still telling you here on the air, wash your hands and do all that stuff. And I, and I, I think it is best if, if that is a standalone conversation. Because there is a difference between expertise and bias. There are scores of, of scientists who believe that you and I are here and, and this whole thing that we call existence is here because one day out of the blue, 600 million years ago, amino acids decided to form a single celled protein and that led to all the complex emotions we all feel every day. That led to the instinct for us to, to, to suffer for the less fortunate 
just because some amino acids decided to form a single-celled protein one day on the third rock from the sun with no real purpose or vision in mind. And 600 million years later, voila, here we are. Well, a lot of people that have that kind of a belief have blessed us with some of the great innovations we've been able to enjoy. I'm enjoying some of those innovations to bring you this show here today. You're enjoying, many of you, by working from home right now, you're enjoying many of those innovations as well. But, but this is a time for adulting and drawing a distinction between what is an expertise and then what is a, what's a worldview bias. What is an expertise and what is a worldview bias? For example, a very few of us are qualified to understand the mutating pathology of COVID-19. Very few of us are. On the other hand, according to the U.S. Constitution, all of us that have yet to commit a felony and are over the age of 18 are qualified to determine what kind of public policy, or at least have a voice in, what kind of public policy should we enact in light of that information? Because we were all given the right to vote. And it's a representative republic. It's not a plutocracy. It's not an oligarchy. It's a representative republic. The presumption of the Constitution of these United States is that you absolutely carry with you as a human being made in the image of an almighty God from whom our rights come from. We're given, provided you have not committed an act in life where you forfeited that freedom because of your violation against somebody else's. Provided that you are of sound mind and body. The presumption of the Constitution of this, the greatest nation this world has ever seen, is that it assumes that each and every one of us, barring those two disclaimers, has the common sense and the intellect to have a say in how your government responds and how your community lives in light of expertise and the expertise of others that we don't have. That is being denied us right now. And that, that is my concern. And so if you, if you want me to go along with government by expertise, then I'm going to vet the experts, just like we would vet people that run for office, right? Yeah. Just like you should vet me. You should vet me and my track record. I am, I am as unsettled by this that we are going through right now and, and why we're going through it and where it came from as I am anything in my life. You know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't grow up in privilege. On any given day, I could come home from school, my mom could be crying, the cops could be there. Or, or we could have airline tickets to go to spend a week at Disney, Disneyland. I, I didn't know. I lived that way. I could find out we were moving. I was going to a whole new state, whole new school, whole new kids. Or Dave could grab me by the back of the hair 
and and drag my face down to the floor to show me what part of the kitchen floor I forgot to sweep and missed and rub my nose in it. I, I didn't know. I, di I didn't know if he was going to hit me in the face with a belt buckle or he was going to defend my honor. Any given day, that could change. And we all have, we all have tragedy and abuse and dysfunction. That's this world east of Eden. None of us has, has failed to endure any suffering. My, my son just had his 13th birthday. I remember the doctors almost bringing him to me and letting him hold me for the, letting me hold him for the first time. And he basically fit in the palm of my hand. He was so small. And they told me, hey, your, his, your wife is in that room after that emergency C-section and we don't know if she's going to make it, okay? And she's got a, you know, her, her blood pressure is like 200 over 280. And we don't know when your son's going to get to live, leave the NICU. Like many of you, I mean, you've had worse. You've lost children. I got to celebrate that same son's 13th birthday by the grace of God. You've lost children. Like pretty much all of you watching, listening to me right now, I got out of the shower one day, getting ready to go do a sports talk radio show in Des Moines, Iowa, listening to my wife freak out in the family room, thinking our, our new baby had died, that, that a meteorite hit, that we were, there was a home invasion, and it was because she had just watched live on the Today Show the second plane fly into those towers and knew what that meant. There's, there's, there's nobody here right now listening within the sound of my voice or the sight of my face if you're watching us on Blaze TV that hasn't endured some form of uncertainty and suffering. That's what life is like east of Eden. And that's why, that's, that's why when we get things and the blessings of freedom and liberty, leisure, productivity, community connectivity, we fight even to the death to protect those things from people who want to take them and worldviews who want to take them away from us. That's why this country, almost acting ministerial, has sought to even export those values to the rest of the world to bless others as its own people have been blessed. To be, as Reagan put it, a shining city on a hill. Yet for all those uncertain moments that I've had, not knowing if this was the end of America on 9-11, not knowing if this was the end of my marriage on February 11th, 2007, when Noah was born, not knowing on any given day if my dad was going to beat me, my brother, my mom, or be the cool dad. I've... I've I've had a lot of uncertain days. I've never in my life, especially given the, the, the increasing maturity of my faith, the more, the older I get. When right, you know, peace is, one of the, is part of the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yes. That peace that passes all understanding. I, I have never been in my life as restless and uncertain as I have been these last few days. And, there, it's, and it's growing. And I, I would like to believe I really want to believe it's because I've just got too much time on my hands. <laughs> okay. You know, um, I'm used to, you know, 
coming home from work and turning all this stuff off and this time of year it's watching basketball other times a year it's it's watching football other times a year it's taking my kids to the you know latest star wars or marvel movie or an amusement park or you know going out for a romantic uh uh second honeymoon getaway with the wife at a nice hotel room and leaving the kids there's all kinds of things like all of you i put in my life for downtime to get away from all of this even god himself took rest we all need rest. And, I, and I, I want to believe that that's what's driving a lot of my uncertainty because it would make this a lot easier. It would just be so much easier for me if, if I've just got too much time and energy, un, unspent energy. And I, I, I pondered that for a while. Dude, you just need to chill. Find some new hobbies. And I'm still open to the fact that it may be it. I, I might be having the uh, my own the way my mind works. Where I've got to have 15 things going on at once. I could be having my own form of uh, mental nicotine withdrawal. I, that is that could be part of it. Okay. But I have to tell you, on the off chance it's not. What what I I I'm experiencing a pattern this week that I've lived through in my career before. 10, 13, no, no, 10, 12 years ago, they told me that I, I, that I couldn't possibly be the one person or we couldn't possibly be the one show telling the truth about Mitt Romney's record. Couldn't possibly be it. And, and all of the other media superstars telling you that this guy was the next Reagan and he was going to save us from Barack Obama ever becoming president. They wouldn't possibly lie to you while they were out there endorsing him. And I didn't know. I, I was reading and watch. I grew up reading and watching a lot of the same people that you did. I, I, I was perplexed, just like you were. And, and, th that, and so the only thing I could say was, I did the research. I've, I've redone it. I've done it again. If I'm wrong, show me. I'll resign. I'll quit. Because this isn't a talk show. This the presidential election is at stake right here in my own backyard. And a few years later, when a, a group of judges here in Iowa decided that they could remake the constitution of the state. And a few of us said, no, they can't do that. It even says in the Iowa constitution, they're not allowed to make the law. All the experts told us, we, you, 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 you can't do that. You, don't know, you think you know as much as the Supreme Court justices do? Where'd you get your law degree? From Costco? You don't know as much as they do. And a lot of people also said to me, well, you know, all these Republicans I've elected all these years told me that they have to do whatever the courts say. And they wouldn't have lied to me to get my vote to take the path of least resistance. I don't want to believe that. So we took our case to the people. Told us there's no shot we could ever win. And for where what is still the first and only time in all of American history, think about that. It's the first and only time in all of American history this show was a part of a movement that fired by popular vote Supreme Court justices, not for turpitude or malfeasance, but in defiance of the laws of nature and nature's God in the U.S. Constitution. Because I don't know, I don't know anything about real estate law. 
like the experts do. I don't have that expertise. That's why I'm not advertising my services to represent you in court. But we're not debating expertise, see? We're debating the worldview. And that's a different debate. Where does, this, where does the expertise end and the worldview bias begin? Where does that happen? What's the, what's the critical juncture where that occurs? And all of the same things I heard in those two past experiences. You're just a hit kid born to a 15-year-old mom. What do you know that National Review doesn't know who's telling me Mitt Romney is Jesus? You flunked out of community college. By your own admission, they threw you out of school because you wasted a semester playing Super Tecmo Bowl. How dare you believe you can take on former state Supreme Court Justice Mark McCormick? You're, out, you're over your skis, kid. You know, one day, one, one day, a young Augustinian monk had seen enough. He had been to Rome and he had seen enough. Seen enough depravity, hypocrisy, and he couldn't take it anymore. When he got back home, he started writing his ideas down. And a lot of them were questions. Just ask, I need answers. These things don't make any sense. What you're telling me, what the scriptures are telling me don't line up. Heck, what you're telling me and what the church fathers told me doesn't line up. So I'm, I'm, I need some answers. And he, he, and he went down to the plaza of his campus to, there on, in Wittenberg on a door and he nailed 95 theses and said, I, I just would like to get some answers to my questions. Having no idea whatsoever what was going to transpire as a result of this. And it changed the world, man. Now, he wasn't always right because he's also just human. But Martin Luther changed the world. And one day, a 29-year-old seamstress got on a bus down in Alabama. And it just, they, you, what do you know? This is how we've always done things. Plessy versus Ferguson's the law. What, you, you don't understand. It's the Jim Crow South. You can't say no. And one day she said one magic word and it changed America. No. She just said no. No, I'm not doing this. I'm going to need more than your word for it. I'm going to need more than that, but thank you. I'm going to need a little bit more. These people I just mentioned aren't more special than us. They just were willing to say, I'm going to need you to show me your hand. I, I, I'm not, you're not bluffing me off the table. We're going to play this game out this time. We're going to play this hand out. And if you've got the better hand, you've got my chips, best man won, at least now I know. But I'm going to make you show it to me. The only thing that separates us from those people. See, I don't know more than the experts. I just want to know what the truth is. What I found in my career is most of your experts don't want to know the truth. They want to give you their truth. And that's different. So where does the expertise end and where does the worldview bias begin? Where's the science end and where's the propaganda begin? I, I, I have risked my, my career many times over what I thought was true when everybody told me it can't be. I'm willing to do it again, over and over again. Because that's what I got into this for.
That's why I made the choices not to cut corners and do other things that other people did. And if there was ever a time for truth in this country, my friends, it is right now. If there was ever a time for people in this country to say, I, I'm, I'm just, not, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take your word for it. If you're asking us to make this level of sacrifice, I'm not saying it's not worth it, by the way. I'm not. But I, I just, I need you to show it to me. I need that. And if you show it to me, then Team America, let's roll. We did this before as a people. We have, may have to do it again. But you're not being shown that. And here's what I'm even more disturbed by. More of us aren't asking that. See, that is what makes us different from the 29-year-old seamstress on that bus one day and the young, somewhat drunkard Augustinian monk in Germany. That's what makes us different from them. They were willing to call the question. We're pliable and won't. And that's why some of the information I'm about to share with you when we come back, you've not heard before. Not because I'm smarter or better. It's not. I do these things in recognition that I'm not. I'm well aware of my deficiencies. I live with them all the time. And everybody else around me has to live with them. This is how I overcompensate. A zealous need, desire, pursuit of the truth because I grew up around a lot of lies and I know what they do. Start asking questions. Take the disease, the virus seriously, but keep asking questions. We're going to ask some more of those questions next. The crime is called home title fraud, and the FBI warns it is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And right now, you know, uh, thieves even more so with everything and everybody online are trolling for your data, your data, your information. A lot of our home titles are kept online nowadays in this digital age. And so what happens is what can happen anyway is what happened to Deborah. She learned the hard way that thieves can forge uh, their names onto documents that make it, make it seem like they sold her home to her uh, or to them. And then they evicted her from her home, cashed out over $80,000 in equity. And, and then she had to spend another small fortune to get all of this back. You know, your bank cannot protect you. Your mortgage company can't protect you. But... Home Title Lock does. And you can register your home right now at Home Title Lock to find out if your home's title has already been targeted. And you can also, if you go there and use the promo code Steve, you'll get one month of free protection. One month of free protection when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. It is the most important investment right now. And it's essentially America's HQ is the home. Everybody's being sent to their home. All the business is being done primarily from the homes right now. Protect that asset. HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Steve. So last night, I, I spent several hours doing more research on this. And it's the kind of research that I have done throughout my career 
to host this show to break down issues. It's the kind of research that people have hired me to do. Presidential candidates have hired me to do work like this for them. Captains of industry have hired me to do work like this for them. The same kind of prep work and analysis that I put into this show and that I put into some of the um, you know, ancillary endeavors I've been involved with in the past, I put into this issue again for the second time. I did this last week when we did the video on separating fake news from fact on COVID-19. And then I did this again last night. I was not intending to do this, by the way. I, I thought I had finally gotten to a point where I could relax. Um, and found, you know, no, no and I played the new Tomb Raider game for fun for a good couple of hours. And I thought I was going to completely be able to chill out. And then right as I was sending Noah off to bed, I see a story trending from the New York Times, and I see several people in conservative media, people I respect, people have been guests on this show whose work we've promoted, sharing this like it is a it's it's authoritative. And again, I can't tell you how many times I have prayed in this last week. Lord, do not let me be irresponsible with this platform and take it away from me if I am. So I jumped on this right away. I wanted to know, because as soon as I saw this, I saw in the, in the original tweet some of its bottom line results, I had a massive pit in my stomach, and, and, and it, I, I, had the, I almost had the same heart palpitations I had about a year ago when I was drinking too much caffeine. I'm like, oh no. And I'm, I mean, I've got like, I'm thinking this is, it's Captain Trips, man. So I decided, you know what, though? Let me do this before I react to this. Let me read this for myself. Not the headline, not the summary of the reaction. Let me, let me check it out myself. And um, the report admits they have no idea how the virus is transmitted. They don't know. But then goes on to lay out a lot of beyond draconian measures that we should take at their recommendation anyway. And it's a report from a place called Imperial College in the UK. And it's and the New York Times reported that both the UK and the US government were spooked by the simulations run in this report. And it led to some of the draconian measures we're seeing here in the United States right now. Now, it's been a while since we have affirmatively quoted the New York Times on anything on this show, let alone refer to it in any manner whatsoever. But as I read through the report, I recognized several talking points, flatten the curve, right? Is that the exact, but they might use that exact term in the report because you guys have read it too, but it's, but it's that, that's where yes. we get that term from. It's in yep. the report. Everything that, almost everything you have seen in the last week is in this report. Now, I'm not saying it's their only source. I don't know. I'm, I've got to believe they've gone to other places. But at the very least, much of what you've seen from your government in the last week is in this report. And in this report, it claims that if we just let this run its course, I'll, I'll bottom line it for you. You can go read it for yourself. In this report, it claims if we just treat this like a cold and flu, another bug season, as many as 4.4 million Americans could die in its simulations. 4.4 million. 
That's more than in any war we've ever fought. It then says, if we practice a limited form of containment, like we, were, we, we let normal business go, go, but we isolate the sick, you know, like what they did with plagues for thousands of years. Isolate the sick and the most vulnerable. Everybody else goes about their way. We do some kind of middle way. What was the number? I believe it was 1.1 million people could die was mm -hmm. it, on the top end was its estimate. 1.1 million could die if we do that. Put that in perspective, 50,000 Americans perished in Vietnam. This report is saying 1.1 million Americans could die if we do what South Korea did. If we do that, that's what South Korea has done. And then it therefore recommends in its simulations, the only simulation that works to lower the death into a, a few thousand is aggressive social distancing. All the things you're seeing right now. But the report also says this. See, this is the part they haven't told you yet if you haven't read the report. I'll tell you. The report also says, however, that we cannot resume regular activities on a permanent basis until a vaccine has been, has been created, has been tested, and has been mass-produced for everyone to be vaccinated. 330 million people. Because if we do, once we, once we flatten the curve in a few weeks or a month, and we all start coming together again, we'll start trading the virus with each other again. And we'll see another explosion. And so its plan was that every two or three months, like interval training, when you're at the gym, on for 30 seconds, off for 20 seconds, every two or three months, we can have some form of normalcy. But then we have to resume social distancing again, like a pattern, to get ahead of the virus's curve. And this has to go on until this vaccine is ready, tested, approved, and available for mass production. Right now, the most optimistic estimate is that will be in 18 months from now. That is the most optimistic estimate. 18 months of this. 18 months. Optimistic. When I got done reading this, you know, I, I, maybe it was my conscience, ingenuity. I don't know. The only time I ever think the Holy Spirit has ever audibly spoke to me is when I began to watch Kill Bill. I've told this story before, and there was a, just a, an overwhelming voice in the back of my head saying, what are you doing? What? Turn that off. And so, 10 minutes in the movie, I just got up dutifully, turned it off, took it out of the DVD, and it's never been back in. <laughs> the moment kind of spooked me, actually. <laughs> okay. When I got done reading this last night, I had a moment like that. <laughs> Could have just been, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my, in, uh, are my, are my in, in, five two fast days. So I just didn't have enough calories on yesterday. But what I thought I should do immediately after reading this is I, in my head, I heard this. Google, research, Imperial College, climate change. I'd never heard of Imperial College before. Did you guys heard it before? Never. No. I'd never heard of it. So I did do that. And oh boy, a treasure trove of, 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 of scrumptious treats emerged. But let me, just, let me just give you the main course. Can I do that? I'll just, I'll just give you the main course. The main course is that at Imperial College, they have a think tank known as the Grantham Institute. 
And it is named after its benefactor, a large donor to the university whose name, a billionaire with a B, his name is Jeremy Grantham. He's 80 years old. Jeremy Grantham is a Tom Steyer, George Soros wannabe. Um, like Tom Steyer, he believes that the planet is doomed. He has made his billions trying to get ahead of the various bubbles, the tech bubbles in the 90s, the real estate market bubble 10 years ago. That's how he's made his billions, getting ahead of bubbles. And he is convinced, these are his own words. I've, I've shared this on my Facebook page. Please go read this for yourself. These are his words. This is his profile. He is convinced the world has been in about a 200-year energy bubble because of fossil fuels and that that energy bubble will pop at any moment. Fossil fuels are the devil, and life as we know it on this earth will come to a screeching halt. And he believes it's his mission to stop that, people like him. So, like a Tom Steyer, he has donated a considerable amount of his wealth to this, towards this endeavor. But even more than Tom Steyer, 98% of his wealth he has donated to this. 98% of it. But like George Soros, he wants action. He's, this isn't this isn't a guy who's a clown show, you know, doing stupid dances in South Carolina and desperate for Bernie Sanders attention. No, this this guy's a true believer. He's a real player. He's he is moving pieces behind the scenes, George Soros style. And his think tank, which calls for climate activism. And a, and a massive reimagination of Western society just so happens to be at the same university that told our government, we have to do a proto version of the Green New Deal or we're doomed. Now, that may be true. I'm not a virologist or a pathologist. That may be true. But I am, a, but, but I am an American. And you know what that means? And so are you. So you know what that means? You get to ask questions. That's what it means. We may not like the answers. I can't guarantee you the answers are good. But when there's one thing I've learned in my Christian walk, don't pray for wisdom, bro. Okay? <laughs> okay? You get to ask all the questions in Christianity you want. You just may not like the answers. All right? I'm not promising you the answers are good. I mean, heck, it, it's possible this, this virus is worse than we're being told. And that could also explain the inconsistencies we've been given. I don't know. I know one way to find out, though. Can you think of a way to find out? Ask questions. Ask some questions. Let's ask some questions. Because, folks, Bernie Sanders has suspended his presidential campaign today. It's, it's, isn't it ironic, the timing? His candidacy is redundant. It's no longer necessary. Bernie Sanders will not even win the Democratic nomination, and he doesn't have to, because he's already won the 2020 election. Everything faced with existential peril on the word of a few. Our entire government apparatus has determined our only way out is all of Bernie Sanders' policy ideas. Everything we're doing, Bernie Sanders would have done, including delaying the banning of international travel. Do you know that the World Health Organization back in January said, hey, the Chinese told us there's no concern about human-to-human -human contact passing on the Wuhan virus. They even called it that at the time. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. You can go find all this stuff. It's readily available. 
And when I start asking friends of mine who are senators, members of Congress, major, major figures in conservative media, and when I start asking them these questions last night, sending them private DMs, friends of mine that have high-ranking positions in the White House, I, I'm, you know what? Here's the answer I was hoping to get. Steve, come on, man. Go play some pickup basketball before eight o'clock tonight. Get some of that. You know what? Uh, you know, send the kids for a walk, and you and the you and the wife have, a, have 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 an hour of alone time. Why don't you get get some of that that anxiety worked out of your system? You're you're over the top, man. That's not the answer I got. Dumbfoundedness. We've never seen this. Haven't heard this. Why? Why? The juice may be worth the squeeze. It may be. The doom and gloomers might be on the other end of that poker table, folks, and they might have big slick this time and pocket aces. They might. I don't know. I don't know. I can't stress that enough. That's why I started this with take the precautions seriously. I don't know. But before we go ahead and fold Americana and end industries that will never come back, we're not. Well, Steve, you just care about the money. No, I don't. We're not. We're not. We're not stats. We're not here to exist or survive. We're, we're human beings made in the image of God. Our, our community connectivity, our worship, the use of our hands and our gifts to serve others and bless others and get that affirmation, those are the things that make life worth living. Why we were put on this earth to do those things. And those are the things that are being taken away. Instead, they're telling you, sit home and watch Netflix all day. Netflix and chill. Don't do any of the things that made this an exceptional country. Sit home and watch Netflix and chill. Now, I can Netflix and chill with the best of them. But I'm calling BS on that. I'm, I'm going to call your hand right now on this show. I'm calling it. And I think every one of you watching should call it too. At the very least, do not walk away from the poker table. Don't fold. Do not fold. Don't walk away from the table without knowing what the other guy had for a hand. Make him show you his cards. It may cost a lot, but the juice in this case is absolutely worth the squeeze. Find out what it costs. Because we are handing over liberties and freedoms that human history shows are real difficult to get back once they're forfeited. Maybe it will be worth it. If it is, in the end, this world is not my home and we'll make the best of it. In Jesus' name, amen. But I'm going to need you to show it to me first. And the rest of you should need that as well. And it doesn't matter who you want to vote for, whether you want to vote at all, what you think of Donald Trump or don't. This is about us and our way of life. Where does the science end and the propaganda panic worldview bias begin? Only one way we're going to know. Only one way we're going to find out. And that is to start asking questions. Ask away.
We are back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, and Aaron McIntyre are here with us as well. If you are listening to us today via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, if you like what we do here, um, or find it at least mildly intriguing, we would appreciate that, because the more of those we could get, something tells me that the kinds of shows we've been doing the last few days... Uh, we're going to need all the help getting promotion on social media that we can get. <laughs> all right. So we're going to, so if you really, if, if, if you're down to clown here uh, with the Steve day show, if you would leave us a five-star review we're, because yep. soon they're going to start uh, treating us there like they do on Facebook and they're just not going to count them anymore would be my guess. Yeah. So let's get as many of those in before that, before we, that radar shadow band begins as well. Can we do that place? Yeah. And I mean, you're not, you're not helpless in all of this. I hope that was the message from the first from the first hour all of steve's comments i'm gonna pull all of those from the first hour put those out separately in addition to the show on uh, on youtube and on facebook watch so i mean take that link find it share it as much as you possibly can yeah we may not like the answers yeah the experts despite their worldview bias could be correct but if if, if we're going to hand over a hefty portion of what it is that makes America exceptional. I think we deserve to know the answer before we agree. That's all. That's all. I, I don't see why anyone would say no to that. Well, there are reasons why they would, and they're all bad. Just ask. Because you folks, it's going to have to be us. It's not going to be the press corps. Just, just, I think that's obvious. They've got a worldview bias of their own, okay? And so it, it's going to have to be us. But you know what? It was going to always have to be us. It was always going to have to be we the people. And, and I think we the people just need to ask a few questions before we say, okay, irrevocably alter our way of life so that even when it comes back, we've got years of damage and, and cleanup to do. If it's if if we're talking, since some of you are asked have asked me, hey, would I do that for four million people? Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I'd do it for a million people. I would. Okay. Would I do it for point zero 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 one two percent? Especially because that same New York Times that ran that story last night on that report, they've got a new story this morning from the Italian Institute of Health that says ninety nine percent of the people in Italy that have died of this which is also a scant percentage of the population of Italy, by the way, but 99% of them that have died had pre-existing medical conditions. I, I, love, I love Bobby Ramsey. It's my father-in-law. I love him. Dude used to be a total badass and jumped out of planes, man, for the 101st Airborne, bro. Badass. Does it get much more badass than that? Nope. No, it doesn't. That's pretty badass. And now he is stricken with Parkinson's and other maladies. And that's why he's not going to see his grandkids for the next two weeks. Because we love him. But he's also lived a full life. And he'd be the first one to tell you that. He'd be the first one to tell you that. He's lived a full life. And whether it's COVID-19 or something else, it'll eventually be something else. And you know what it'll be for you too? something else. And you know what it'll be for me too? Something else. If we're going to take away all the things that, that and, and, and instruments and institutions 
and notions and virtues that, that allow us to bless other people all over the world with this thing called American exceptionalism. Then we deserve to get some answers. That's all. And if they don't have any, well, that, that leads to a different conversation, then doesn't it? You cannot possibly tell me South Korea, Wuhan is 7,575 miles away from Washington, D.C. South Korea is a hop, skip, and a jump. They're, they never shut their country down. They're actually resuming their professional sports leagues. What is it, Aaron, at the end of this month, right? Yep. And they're going to do a piecemeal. They're going to first do it without spectators, all right? Just to make sure, you know, they, when they put the players together that everybody doesn't test positive. They're, they're being smart. I've got nothing against that. I got nothing against it at all. I actually thought it was a pretty smart idea to host the basketball tournaments and stuff without spectators. And they're being smart about it. Okay. But they're, they're literally breathing the same air as China. You cannot possibly convince me that they have a better medical system than we do. Because they don't, and we all know that. So how is that the case? Could it be that they go through the they they hit they got hit by SARS and H1N1 and maybe learned a few lessons? So why aren't we emulating them? Do you know whose protocols we're following by and large? I did this research too. China's following a lot of the same protocols they did. Does that give you a warm fuzzy? No. Doesn't because it doesn't make me feel toasty inside. What so Ever. Whatsoever. These are things that you should know. And this, this information is readily available. We can't do it alone. And we don't want to. This isn't about, hey, this is the moment to blow our platform. We, I don't give a crap about any of that crap. I went to people in conservative media whose platforms are far bigger than mine hoping they'd actually take the baton because they could probably get answers I can't get. I did that last night. No, we're going to have to do this together, folks. We're going to have to do this together. You guys wanted some populism the last few years? It's time for some actual populism. The people need to start asking some questions. Because here's the other fear that I have. And then we'll get to buy, sell, or hold. If we don't ask these questions now, eventually people will grow frustrated if they don't see the dire consequences that they were promised. And they will then just take matters into their own hands and revolt against this. And then government will be given a choice. Does, does government impose even more confrontational me measures? Are you no longer encouraged to stay home? but are you made to? And then a lot of those people that are made to happen to own guns precisely because they don't believe the government gets to make them do just about anything. Especially when the disaster they were promised didn't occur. Now, if it does, 
we've got so many other problems that this conversation almost becomes a moot point, right? Sure. So, so we don't lose anything. So you know what? Want to do some math? We don't lose anything by asking these questions. Because if the worst case scenarios happen, we've got such other problems to worry about that this whole conversation becomes meaningless then. Your eight o'clock curfew and all the other stuff and whether you go to church online or faith doesn't mean anything. None of, none of, doesn't mean anything at that point. So there's nothing to lose by asking these questions except your freedom and liberty in case they're wrong. Because a lot of the same people demanding we do this also believe there's 57 genders. Also believe that you're a random accident because amino acids became a single-celled protein one day. Also believe in Malthusian ethics that we have to kill people because Planned Parenthood is still open. Did you know that? Open all over America. Of course, it's not often that you have uh, groups of 50 live beings or more inside of Planned Parenthood. But they're open all over the country. Why? Well, because they're an instrument of this worldview. That's why. Steve, they fought for funding for it in the name of yes. fighting this epidemic. Yep. They actually did that. That's why the question is, where does the expertise and the science end and where does the worldview bias begin? If you've been if you've been speaking at Al Gore's conferences for the last 25 years, this lines right up with your worldview bias, right? Absolutely it does. And then you get into confirmation bias. I'm like we're not if we were doing if this was a conspiracy, I wouldn't be able to say the stuff I'm saying right now or at least not much longer. No, this is the same worldview confirmation bias we have run into a million times. That's why we need to ask questions about it. They might be right. Pray they're not. They might be. Find out. Find out. You know, there's that, there's that great scene in all the in, in, in classic stereotypical scene, the cliche in the drama where she's going to marry the guy that's not right for her, right? And the minister stands up and what does he say? If anybody would object to this pairing, Speak now or forever hold your peace. And then the scene cuts to, will, the, will her real true love, will he get to the church on time? Burst through the door and say, no, I was wrong, I object. That's my soulmate. Will it happen or not? And you're on the end of your, the edge of your seat. Will he make it? Or will she marry the fiend? See, I, I, I think you're at that moment right now where this story is concerned. And the question for us now as a people is, are we going to burst through that door and say, why object? I don't think we've, we've had a full hearing of this yet. So we're going to shut our country down. And then the answer is to do a series of tarps. That's the answer. Shut the country down and then do a series of tarps. That's the answer. You know whose answers are those? Leftists. Maybe those are our only alternatives. I don't know. But I'd like to know. Wouldn't you like to know? Because this is this is uh, uh, checkmate. We're gonna we're gonna establish precedents. We'll never take back later, ever. I promise you. So if handing everybody a cash disbursement is the way out of this, then why don't we just go ahead and do a universal basic income? Then why not? Answer: We will. We will. That's the answer. On the recommendation, at least partially, of a, of a radicalized university on the issue of climate change, at the first sign of a, of a virus that we could have stopped three months ago by shutting the borders down, and we still haven't even done that, by the way. Did you know that? The border still isn't shut down. 
we have to go back and live like it's the 17th century, but with the internet. That precedent is established. You won't take that back later on. Speak now. Or forever hold your peace. Or you will be made to. That is the lesson of history. And that's why we've done what we've done on this show. And we'll continue to do it. Because the more I do, the more I dig into this, the more unsettled I am, the more questions I have that have yet to be answered. I need help asking them. I, I am not Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin. I don't have that level of a platform. But all of us working together, we do. We do. We can ask those questions together. Ask them, please. I, I would love it today. Man, I would love it if when we sign off of here and I get 50 emails from people, boy, man, it seems like Rush stole your show. This is all he did all day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Winning to me is not about my name and lights. And these two guys have been here with me for the last five years. They can tell you that. Not that I mind it. I'll take it when it's offered. But it does not what drives me. We're, there's bigger stakes here. Because shooting stars come and they go, Hobbs. They come and they go. But the stuff that this country was, was founded on and built on and survived on is timeless. And I don't want to be the generation that Reagan once warned us about that will once have to look at its children and grandchildren and lament to them what it was once like in America when we were free. Ask these questions, please. And I know the answers, they may be bad. I don't know. But let's, let's at least find out. Let's get to an abbreviated buy, sell, or hold, just if nothing else, to give us a 15-minute break. <laughs> Although I'm guessing many of the questions are probably about this. Uh, no, okay. I asked specifically um, for in, a coronavirus-free zone. Uh, coronavirus-free zone. There are a few about that, but All right. a lot are like this first one. All right, let's, let me throw in real sure. quick. Brought to you by Rough Greens. So if your pet, if you want to see your pet thrive, it's not dog food. It's a supplement for your dog's food because their food has been stripped of the healthy microbacteria, just like much of ours has been, and the probiotics and prebiotics and things that we need. Um, their food is largely dead too for mass consumption and a long shelf life. And that's where Rough Greens VitaSmart comes in. It puts that stuff, all those live cultures back in your dog's food. And it uh, apparently it tastes great because our dog, our dog Cap absolutely loves it and inhales it every time we put it in his dish. All right. So if you want to try the Rough Greens 14 day jumpstart challenge for your pet for just $14.95. All right, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F -F for rough greens. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. All right, let's get to it. Buy, sell, or hold. By now, everybody's got to know the rules, right? I don't have to reset them. Aaron, fire away. All right, we'll start with, you guessed it, Constantinos Roditis. Tom Brady will have at best a 10-6 and six record with the Bucks. Rivers will be under 500 with the Colts. Let's take those as each uh, standard. I'll sell, them, I'll sell on them both. I mean, over the Bucks, 8-8 eight eight last year with mm. Jameis Winston throwing 30 picks. All right, and I don't care, even if you think he has diminished skills, uh, he's just going to take care of the ball a lot better than that. Okay, so I, I just think on game management anyway, he could, he could improve them by two to four games. I also think that that de that that division is in flux with Carolina with a new coach. Atlanta's got an aging organization. The Saints maybe have one more shot in him with Drew Brees. Um, no, I'm going to go uh, sell on both. Uh, and I think the Colts have a phenomenal roster. 
and are going to step in and, and Rivers is stepping into a very good situation, similar to the situation that Manning stepped into with the Broncos having a ready to win roster and and he could carry them for a while. And then after his skills diminished, they could carry him. So I think that's kind of a poor man's version of this. So I'm going to sell on both of those. Also selling on both, but hoping I'm wrong about Brady. Uh, moving on to Chuck Gregory. He wants Brady to fail. I do. Yeah. America needs to see that. This is a dumb decision. I'm, I'm, I'm usually not as crusty and curmudgeonly as, as uh, Todd, but I'm, I'm with him. Chuck Gregory says, uh, the first sporting league, team sports, to return to play in America will be NASCAR. I could buy that because I think weren't they the last one to kind of them in golf for the last two to hold out, right? Yeah, we don't even have UFC anymore. I know UFC went down for well, like a, the next three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see because we had schools in the South were still doing spring ball until the NCAA finally said no way. So I mean, I I, I could see you know uh, deep red state America on its own after a while saying. Uh, gentlemen start your engines have a nice life uh, so i'll buy that i could see that i'll sell i'll take the field even though i i can see it uh interestingly enough it's i i think it's you know high school sports are the first ones that are mm. going to be back and i think they're going to be broadcast on espn like the little league world series just because people are going to be like amen yeah yeah. I could see that too. Matthew Shoon says Rice Krispie bars are better than Oreos. Absolute buy, no doubt about it. And buy. can I also yeah. throw in the pumpkin spice Rice Krispie bars? I even I still have some of those saved out in the garage. Those are great too. But yes, Rice Krispie bars because really the only part of the Oreo is good is the is the whip is the is the cream in the middle. The cookie is not that good, I don't think. So all in on the Rice Krispie bars as the superior product. I'm selling because I'm a man. <laughs> Okay. I would imagine Aaron with his uh, celiac loves Rice Krispie bars, right? Yes, because they're gluten-free Because they're actually gluten-free. Yeah. That's exactly right. There are some uh, pretty good Oreo knockoffs that are gluten-free as well. But are there? Okay. I'm, still, I'm still with the Rice Krispie bars. Uh, let's see. Jacob Hibbard says, Texas will not be back in 2020, Texas football. I'm going to sell on that because the Big 12 is typically won by the team that has the best quarterback in the league. And I think uh, returning this year, you've got Sam Ellinger at Texas and Brock Purdy at Iowa State. Uh, so I'm going to sell on that um what was that what, what are you doing on texas for football I th- i'm i'm buying that the, just the, the lay of the land in the state of texas is fundamentally different and because that is a university with higher uh academic standards it just can't compete anymore with the other texas universities in terms of being the clear alpha dog i just it, it there's been too many years now of thinking texas is going to be back and it's not back and it's because the the students that used to go there are just going to all the other universities uh, i mean look at uh, look at how quickly um baylor bounced back from what should have been something closer to a mm-hmm. pseudo death I, I i just don't i don't know texas will win that conference yeah. again for sure but it's just not going to be texas again yeah next proposition from jacob bama does not win the sec west again by solar hold oh lsu has lost a ton auburn actually still lost a lot um i'll buy what the heck it's dumb but i'll buy then i will sell but but i but i here's what i think i think it is very possible the eventual champion of the sec comes out of there with with two losses because I think you're going to see a whole... I don't think there's like a clear number one or number two team in that league this year based on my early numbers, but there might be like six or seven teams that are in the top 15. And I think you could see a situation like in Big Ten basketball we just saw, mm-hmm. right? I think you could see that in the SEC. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. In the final one, Clemson and Ohio State meet again, but in the title game. I, I could buy that. I could buy that. Yeah, I could buy that for sure. You know, um, it's a fascinating year because there's 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 been college football in this coming season, according to my early. And when I say early numbers, these are the numbers I use to make handicapping picks and win total picks when the market first comes out. All right. So I take this very seriously. All right. I put my money where my mouth is, where this is concerned. My numbers show that this is a watered down year in college football, similar to college basketball. Uh, has been. We're, we're now getting to the point where there's been so many guys that have gone pro early that a lot of rosters are just kind of, you have a couple of really great players and the rest of the roster is kind of unproven, right? Here's the other thing to throw in too is if, if, we don't have, if we don't ever make up spring practice or anything, if you had a new coach, you know, Michigan State, Washington, think of schools that had new coaches that didn't get to have spring practice to really install their program. They're really starting behind the eight ball then when, when training camp comes in. So um, so why would I go with Clemson and Ohio State there? Because I think right now you would say the top two quarterbacks are who? Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And, and that's a position that can mask more scars than any other on a football team. Yeah, I'll buy all right moving on michael leota says within 10 years at least one national sport will replace event fan attendance with tv or virtual reality viewership only sell um i'll sell i'll sell i i could see now i'm a big vr guy but the problem with VR is they ran into this. They've run into the same thing with VR that they did with 3D. Mm-hmm. So, so when 3D TVs and, and ESPN introduced ESPN 3D, the last major TV purchase I made, the one that you guys have seen in my basement, I bought four or five years ago, and it it's 3D. All right, the, and I was convinced I was going to be able to sit and watch you know my favorite college football games every weekend in 3D and everything else. And I love VR. We've got a PlayStation VR at our house. We had a a ton of fun with it as a family. But what, what they're learning is that the, the list of people who are willing to sit in their homes and wear a unit or put something else on to watch just a regular show is not, it's just not there. And that's why all the 3D channels that were launching four years ago, five years ago, didn't come to fruition and are all gone now. It's why you don't go buy eight 3D TV sets anymore, okay? And and 4K and UHD and all that stuff has taken off instead. It's because there's just not a lot of people that, I don't know why that extra step of putting on the VR headset's a big deal to people or the extra step of putting the 3D glasses on, but it, but for whatever reason, there's just, wasn't, there's just not a lot of people that want to sit in their homes and do that. That's a that's a great mercy God has given us a protective hedge. I'm serious. He's just he saw that coming. He said no, no, not on my creation. A lot of other things. You Syph- think God even said that's even gonorrhea, whatever that? No, that's even too dumb for an all merciful God. I can't I can't abide. No, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jim Stalker says President Trump will not close the U.S. Mexico border, even though his or even after his decision to close the border between the U.S. and Canada. I will buy. There's no vaccine for the human chattel virus. No vaccine. We're about two two days away, two press conferences away from a reporter asking President Trump to stop misgendering the Wuhan coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. 
And just remember, while we are sitting in our matrix pods now at home and this border stays open, it makes just as much sense as we're forced to sit in our matrix pods while everybody in Florida, all the old people go out and vote for all the old people because they hate old people. None of it makes sense. Uh, let's see. Matthew Cardrill says, with the acquisition of Stefan Diggs uh, and the departure of Brady, the Bills are now the favorites to win the AFC East Agreed. next year. Uh, that's an easy buy. They're only like a game behind the Patriots last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I will buy that. They have a terrific defense. And Stefan Diggs is the perfect weapon for a quarterback like Josh Allen. Why? Because he's at his best going down the field. He's kind of a a Deshaun Jackson kind of a weapon. And for a Josh Allen, he's kind of a fight or flight quarterback or or, or the the more uh, technical term is a one read quarterback. Meaning he likes to go back and if his initial read isn't there, he kind of likes just to he likes to just draw it up and make it up in the dirt because he's so big and so mobile, and so you give a guy like a Stefan Diggs who's just you know hey one read if he's one on one he throw it up to him because if he's even he's leaving right three things can happen and two of them are good either an incompletion or a pi or or a, you know uh, an interception okay so you'll take two out of those three odds, and then if he's not there then the fact that you've got Stefan Diggs stretching the field means that his other primary option will have more room underneath. I think it's a perfect acquisition for. Buffalo. I mean, I, I could see them being a Super Bowl team this year, uh, provided that the chemistry and everything works and Stefan Diggs is willing to to fit into a team culture. Oh, I'm definitely buying that. I was very disappointed in how down people were on uh, Josh Allen after he didn't have a great playoff game. It's his first playoff his first game. first one. Yeah. Listen, you know what everything you said reminds me of? Brett Favre. That turned out pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, this is a Packer fan. How many Brett Favre's first few years were just what? Just throw it up to Sterling Sharp, bro. Yeah. Uh, right? Those were his first few years. Oh, yeah. And then then a few years in, then he dictated to the defense what he oh. was going to do. Yeah. And it happened because Sterling Sharp retired. Yeah, he had no it, choice it but to learn that. It specifically happened yeah. because of that. Yep. Dad Bodman says the liberals and Republicans will pass legislation for maintenance funds equaling X dollars per family. That will translate into the first universal family income and will be about as easy as herpes to get rid of. Bye. 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 Yeah. That, that, that's what we've just been talking about today. It, you're going to set precedents that you won't be able to take away later on. So before you do that, All right, before you do that, before she says I do and procreates with somebody you're really not sure you want around your grandkids, he he might be okay, you don't know, you don't know, right? You don't know, okay? Burst through the church doors and say, I object. I I think this requires a little further vetting. A, A few more questions. Andrew says, we're supposed to social distance. We'll become the new favorite rejection excuse for singles. <laughs> Bye. If there's not, when, when and if this is over, if there is not 500 indie rock bands on, on college campuses all over the country with the name social distancing, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Yeah. Okay. Mama told me I should keep my social distance from you. Yes. Uh, Riddle says uh, the true conservatives in the Senate will vote no on a bailout by checks to adult citizens. And it's hard to type while crying. I love that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nathan Cordes. Can I hold? Uh, yes. Is, am I permitted to hold on that one without yeah. without being flogged? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Cota says, uh, fewer people in the U.S. will die from COVID-19 than have committed Arkansas, the mysterious Clinton-related death. Oh, I'm not, I don't know the answer to that, but... Uh, that, 
that is some quality gallows humor though yeah, that yeah. is i'm buying just i feel like I, I, listen it's hilarious but at the same token i don't feel like i should find it funny so i'm just going to you know what i'm going to do i'm going to abstain Todd Saffel says 50% of people are overreacting to the virus. 50% of people are underreacting to the virus and 100% are bad at math. Bye. I, I think there's a high likelihood that even if those numbers aren't quite right, your overall ratio is probably accurate. So I'm going to buy. Well, the theme goes beyond the ratio. That's what I mean. That, just like, and that's yeah. the word I should have used yeah. instead of ratio because the ratio is what he gave. Yes. You're right. The, the theme he's touching yeah, on. Bye. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, Andrew says the idea that the response to the coronavirus is orchestrated by entrenched bureaucracies worldwide to interfere with the 2020 election is more entertainable plausibility in a post Vegas shooting post Epstein didn't kill himself world. I don't think there's any question about that by I mean, we just memory hold the worst mass shooting in American history by a straight white male who fits the profile of everything the media has ever wanted to ever wanted to demagogue about the issue. And it was just memory hold like it never occurred and we don't we still don't know who killed jeffrey epstein yeah 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 yep bye bye jason says we shouldn't worry about coronavirus because it wasn't in the left behind books <laughs> <laughs> gospel truth oh my goodness some of you oh i hope i didn't do this to some of you i hope i hope you were always that way before we came on the air and we just weren't this bad of an influence that would no you saw what happened to in the last six years so no you yes yeah but but you know what (laughs) he hasn't kept a social distance so that's his problem he didn't take it upon himself (laughs) he kept hanging around here i kept firing him he kept coming back for goodness sakes man take a hint all right save yourself while you still can okay Hey, you're just a few steps away right out that door from returning to lemming status and enjoying your life again, Aaron. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we'll come back. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us next. Now more than ever... Take as much of your own uh, fate into your hands as you possibly can. All right. So I have fought that battle with the bulge myself. I know uh, how difficult it can be. I know that dieting alone is really, really difficult. And it's a key component because most of your weight is what you're eating particularly how much of it, more so than a lack of exercise. And then I know getting started working out can be difficult too, but then ultimately once you get going, you can't out-train a bad diet. So how do you get those portion sizes, those cravings under control so you can live up to your vow to get healthier this year? Well, Riduzone may have an alternative that can help you. It is the only FDA-accepted product that includes OEA. That is the naturally occurring molecule that helps you feel full faster, burns stored fat while also reducing your caloric intake at the exact time, or at the exact same time. Because remember, it's not usually what you're eating, but how much. Like, you know, I've still got, as you know, Todd, those I've saved my pumpkin spice Kit Kats from last fall, you know, the little mini ones, okay? You know, three of those is 145 calories are 145 calories of kit kats going to cause you to be overweight if that's what you eat a day no no eating 15 of them will 
<laughs> okay, every day. That'll do it. Unless, you, unless you're going to do that uh, crazy Memorial Day workout every day, Chris Pratt does. That'll do it, all right? So get your portion sizes and cravings under control, and you can only get Riduzone at its website. Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Riduzone.com, and use the promo code Steve to get up to 65% off and free shipping, up to 65% off and free shipping at Riduzone.com. Let's go to our weekly profit of woe and lamentation because you knew he wasn't missing this week. I mean, if there was ever, ever a moment, this he's on brand. Are you kidding me? Don't fear the reaper. He is here. Our good friend, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? We are all woe and lamentations now. You know, every, everyone is a Daniel Horowitz. What, what am I going to tell you? So, Daniel, I want to get your take on a couple of things I've said to the audience during the course of the show here today, which is ask questions now that you won't get to ask later on. We may not like the answers. We don't know what the answers are. We're not the experts. We're not virologists, pathologists. We don't know. Okay. But we're letting people make a lot of sweeping changes and assumptions without having to answer those questions. And if we're going to, if we're going to set precedents, we'll never, ever be able to take back later on, at least ask some of those questions. And the other thing I brought up to them is in the context of last night, the New York times published a story that drove media nuts, including a lot of conservative media. People were sharing this like, Oh wow, everybody's got to read this. And it was the report from Imperial College and that a lot of our own recommendations for social distancing we've taken that says we've got to live like this for at least 18 months, maybe longer. Uh, we can't come together except every two or three months. Otherwise, we might kill four million people, right? Well, the, that same exact New York Times this morning ran a story saying, well, they interviewed, they talked to the head of uh, Italy's Institute of Health and what they're found in Italy, because that's the hot zone in, in the West is Italy, right? What they have found in Italy is 99% of the people that have died of coronavirus had a pre-existing medical condition that imperiled their uh, their uh, ability to be invulnerable to the virus. So we're getting head on a swivel information all the time. This is the time to be asking questions. Steve, that's it. And the problem is we only have questions. We don't have answers. Now, we should have a lot of answers as to what we should do henceforth. But about how we got here, there are a lot of questions. Here's the problem. We should be able to trust our institutions like the CDC. And it's truly sad that we can't. Because here's the problem. The same institution that is now essentially declaring economic nuclear winter on America, and we're at the cusp of taking it to the final level of Spain, of just shoving everyone in their homes, even at an individual level, not just in gatherings, but saying that you can't even you know, step outside of your home. Yet in January, weeks into this, we could talk about China's cover-up, and certainly they need to be punished. We need to socially distance ourselves from China in every single way. But our own government and the CDC had no problem with thousands, maybe tens of thousands of Chinese students traveling here after the Chinese New Year for the new semester. The universities had no problem with it. They told us nothing to see here. They were the deniers. This is the same CDC, as you well know, two years ago, I published work along with some others exposing the lie about the drug crisis. Another thing that we reshaped healthcare, we cut off pain medications all to protect drug traffickers and illegal aliens because they didn't want to say that prescriptions had gone down and prescriptions de deaths had already gone down long before 
the crisis started in 2014, 2015, because it was all illicit drugs, not prescription drugs. They, they lie to us on numerous things. The World Health Organization and, proclaimed in January, Daniel, that there is no, you cannot have human to human transmission of the Wuhan virus. The WHO yep. said that in January. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's only from eating bats. You don't have to worry about that. This mm-hmm. is different. It's not like SARS um, when it seems like everything seems to emanate from China. And, and here's the thing, Steve. Something doesn't sit right here. And let, let me tell you something. Let's say we had a scenario where the government was always very strong on public safety, which includes health, crime, borders, very strong. I mean, you know, like Singapore, like Russia, like Japan. I mean, you know, very Mm -hmm. strong with that stuff. Okay, we we, the first sight of trouble, we're going to shut down travel, certainly from the source countries, but really from the secondary countries as well. Like we're what you saw Netanyahu do in Israel, for example, what you're watching him yeah. do right now. Yeah. Right. Although they they also kind of late. Now yeah. I don't I don't know if there are any deaths. If there are, it's very few. But it was a few weeks too late. I would have done it earlier. Um, we didn't. Sh- we had refugees and asylum from Congo and and people at our border from China until yesterday. It wasn't shut down. Okay. So that wasn't shut down. So we're not. Talking about China on a foreign policy level, on an economic level, on we're not talking about deregulation, except for elements of the Trump administration that are starting to really talk about that, and that's good. We're not talking about four hundred thousand fi- Chinese students. Are they going? Are we just going to fly them back next uh, September? Um, are we going to keep this up? We're not talking about the trade theft. We're not talking about supply chains. Okay, what are we talking about? Crushing individual liberty. Check. Yep. Welfare, check. Bailouts, check. And then, you know what's interesting? This is the thing that really got me. This is the thing that should get everyone. Jailbreak! So as your listeners know, those that listen to my show, I've been fixated on this the last couple of years. It's one of the newer obsessions of the left. And this is the holy of the holies. This is even more than open borders. Everything, what started like everything else as one rumor has spread to implementation in every major city. They are either declaring that they're not arresting numerous criminals or they're downright letting out people from the ultimate quarantine of a prison where there's no visitors allowed now. You would think, hey, just right. keep it where it is, letting them out because you know we don't want to spread Didn't Philadelphia virus. declare they were essentially decriminalizing basically everything right now? Yeah, so in Philadelphia... You and they made it very clear in Philly and New York City, we will come after you. I've had people tell me from one Minnesota county, they went around to check with all businesses, you will be shut. But burglary and theft, they will not arrest for. Now, think about that. Think about that a minute. We have vacant shops, stores, right? People know that people aren't in the streets, it's a ghost town prospectively announcing we're not going to do that. We're not going to arrest for burglary. Steve, something more is going on here. See, theoretically, everything makes sense. The quarantine, I, I agree. We want to I want to take it seriously. But you know what? I did take it seriously. I called for a shutoff. I have a show titled in January. Um, let's focus on the coronavirus, not impeachment. Um, I called for a shutoff from the source country. We didn't even do it from the source country till the end of January. And even then, we made exceptions for LPRs and all sorts of people um, for another week or two or so. Um, Steve, 
why is it that every outcome we're getting are long-standing things that the left wanted to do anyway? Exactly. Thank but you. None of the. Thank you. Meaning, meaning, Steve. You know what we're getting? A proto you know version getting? of the, the Green New Deal. That's what you're getting. The Corona version of 9/11. Meaning, what did we do after 9/11? What was the source of the problem? Let, let's break it down. We let in Muslim immigrants that we shouldn't have let in in numbers we shouldn't have let in that cultivated a support network under the Muslim Brotherhood, like Enwar al-Awlaki, who paid for their uh, plane fares to uh, have a dry run a couple months before, some of the networks. What did we do? We doubled our immigration from those countries. We elevated Muslim Brotherhood leaders long after they were declared unindicted, unindicted co-conspirators as partners in DHS, DOD, and State Department programs. And then we flushed trillions and our precious warrior lives, some of our best soldiers, yeah. on refereeing Islamic civil wars in Kabul and Raqqa and Baghdad urban renewal projects. If we are going to kiss China's rear end, we're going to continue with the open borders we're going to continue with the the pipeline of foreign students, OPT, H-1B, and trade theft. But then we're going to infringe on liberties. We're going to let out the criminals. We're going to flush trillions on stimulus individual, small business, and corporate when they're declaring a nuclear winter and there's nothing to stimulate. You need to right. first get the stuff open, and then we could talk about incentivizing people to right. work rather than incentivizing people not to work. It does, see, Steve, even if you're a Keynesian, Keynesian was in 2008, okay? So you have a financial meltdown. It's not a logistical healthcare pandemic problem. So let's see how we can inject more Keynesian capital into the economy, monetary morphine from the feds, whatever, okay? But here, it's a logistical and a healthcare problem. So you want to deal with the logistical problem, you want to deal with the supply, and you want to put all your money and deregulation into healthcare surge to make sure we have bed space, make sure we have that, and make sure people are continuing to work at least when practically possible. And then if you're gonna and then if you're gonna flush cash and not worry about debt. At least suspend income taxes and incentivize exactly. people to work more yep. rather than just see here here's one more point Damn. and I'll shut up, Steve. Yep. Here's the deal. They're gonna give one one thousand or two thousand dollar checks to, to to homes. Here's the problem. That is enormously expensive on a macro level, but on the other hand, as an individual, if they're saying three to six months, much less eighteen months. I don't know how much you make, Steve. Exactly. I don't know how much most people make, but yep. dude, that ain't going to cut it. Yep. So the idea is not to demand people don't work and then give them a thousand or two thousand dollars. The idea is to have a surge on tax cuts, a surge on deregulation, environment, trucking, labor, healthcare, you name it. I can, we, we, we need to come up with lists, the ban on physician owned hospitals. And as bad as things are now, it's actually created amazing submarkets to take advantage of it for entrepreneurs to start. Up. I mean, look, Amazon's making a killing off of this until government shuts that down. Steve, why do we not have any voices more prominent than like a Chip Roy, a freshman house member? I know. Giving the other side of it. I know. This? I know. I, I, I said earlier in the show, Daniel, it's ironic that Bernie Sanders is dropping out of the race today. There's no, his candidacy is a redundancy. I mean, he can't even win the Democratic nomination, but he's already won this presidential election. He's already won. We're, we're every everything that we're doing in response to this is right out of his worldview, right out of it, right out of it. Good to see you, my friend. Stay safe and healthy. All right. God bless. Same to you.
Now, especially when you have the opportunity to do business with somebody that understands some of the questions we're raising and the concerns we have, take full advantage of it. And that's where Patriot Mobile comes in. It's the only conservative veteran-led mobile phone company in America, all right? And unlike others who take the money you give them and then spend it on some of the causes that uh, we are concerned about at the moment, uh, Patriot Mobile supports uh, the right to keep and bear arms, uh, religious freedom, the Constitution, uh, the, the right to life, etc. And they've got plans starting as low as $25 a month, plans that also include unlimited talk and texting with the same reliable nationwide service that all the big guys give you, but with none of the hidden fees they try to stick you with as well. All right. Uh, so if you want to make the switch, get a free activation when you use the offer code Steve. Get a free activation when you use the offer code Steve at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's Patriot mobile.com slash Steve promo code Steve we for the overtime today we cut you short with the buy seller hold we feel bad about that because we know that's one of our more popular segments so for the overtime today we're going to give you some bonus buy seller hold for our blaze tv subscribers if you want to watch that cool blaze tv.com slash dace it'll be there for you later in the day uh, for the rest of you, if you want to subscribe so you don't miss that, as well as all of the other exclusive content done daily here at Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash dash is where you can go as well to get subscribed to Blaze TV for a discount at blazetv.com slash dash. All right, gentlemen, we got about uh, three and a half minutes here, and I want to turn it over to you guys. You guys have, you know, sat here and listened to me spout off and just heard Daniel go on a classic uh, lament and rant what are some of your takeaways from what we've discussed today and what in what you're saying uh you know what you said about your father-in-law who's s still alive mm -hmm. but he's just on the other side other side and trust me i've thought about this with my own father H had he not died uh two weeks ago uh, a week and a half ago and ha had to go through this. I mean, he, he, he would have been picked off by this kind of thing. He's a prime candidate for this kind of thing. And just like we, uh, his children rallied around him on how you go out. We talked about you are, you're going to be on dialysis. You are going to be in a home. You have the decision. You have the opportunity around to make, make decisions that you want to make. And we will support you. And he, he made decisions out of courage and nobility and primarily faith that is no different than pre-coronavirus. That is now for the people in the face of that. What are people 70 and up? Who are they as Americans? How have they lived? Who do they want to be in their last chapter? That discussion is just been out the window with all of this stupid, you just want old people to die stuff. You always have an opportunity to choose the difference between hope or fear. Let's call all of us, every generation, to choose hope. And you might just be amazed at what happens. Yeah, fear, fear is, is everything, everything of how, of how we got to where we are right now with this. Fear, fear begets panic, uh, and it begets more fear. Because when we're in situations that we've not seen before, what are we more likely to do? What is our human condition more likely to do, especially in a secularized society? We're going to we're going to panic because we are we are confronted when we are when we see things that we cannot control or feel like we can't control. We are confronted by the fact 
that we're really not as much in, in control of things as what we thought we were. And that causes people to get, you know, it should cause people to get real, real fast. But, uh, you know, again, look to the source of, of where that courage comes from. That would be my encouragement. Or just be a ward of the state. Yeah. John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.